All right. It's us. Yes, it is. It's Stefan and... Izzy. Now, we are reading an article from a place called Vogue. Now, Vogue is a fashion magazine, so obviously it's something you're completely fascinated by. <laughs> you can't see that face, probably quite wise. So, um, Vogue is a fashion magazine. You can Ew. see here she's got a lot of fashion on. She's and wearing makeup. makeup About and four pounds of makeup. Yeah, what is that? Is she going fishing? Is that a safety hook? I think so. I don't know what that is. Anyway. Maybe it's a safety hook so her makeup doesn't fall out. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm kidding. We know, we know this woman, Emma Watson, because we watched some of the Harry Potter movies, which, yes. as you said, were kind of forgettable. I thought the first one was pretty good, and after yeah. that it just got kind of silly. Remember the one with the snakey viper thing? That one was depressing because it died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sniper... The, no, the... Viper thing, sorry, and then we saw her in a movie, and I actually, no fault of her, she's a fine actress, but I completely forgot that we'd seen her in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. That I like, and I I remember seeing a long time ago. You called it the Angry Tiger movie oh, yeah. when we were a kid. That's the first time you told me not to eat candy. Yeah, remember? I remember you were eating the Sour Patch Kids, and I was looking at you, and I just said, "Dad, that's a lot." Of, yeah, I think I, I said was, something like, "I had like, the conveyor belt going, like just yeah. the auto." Oh arm my god, I have this. that! I have that. When I'm like eating popcorn or something, I'll just start eating, and then I'll be like, "Oh my god, what have I done?" Right, right. But I remember I said I said something like, "Dad, I think that's a lot of sugar," or something like that. Or How that's old were you? I think I'm three. <laughs> you were pretty young. And I said, "Dad." Uh, yeah, we went to go see the Angry Tiger movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I said. I think I said. Dad, that's a lot of Sour Patch Kids or sugar or something like that. And then do you know what I said? What? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I did to the makeup. Okay. <laughs> right. So this woman, she's um, she's famous. She's an actor and an activist. Now, do you know what an activist is? Not really. All right. So I run a philosophy show. Yes. Because, you know, I think philosophy is really, really important to the world. And I want people to learn philosophy and study philosophy and understand philosophy and so I write books, I do shows, I do presentations, I do speeches, all that kind of stuff, right? Now that's called doing something. Yeah. Right? Now an activist is someone, they don't do it. Oh, they just say it. But they complain to the government that it should be done. Yeah. Right? So those are the two different things. So if I was a philosophy activist rather than a philosopher, what would I be doing? You'd just be saying to the government probably like, oh, we should... Like, less government and, like, more free will and stuff like that and mm. less taxes and... Maybe. Maybe. No, I think it would be more like this. I think it would be... I think philosophy is really, really important. Oh, so yeah. I would go to the government and say, you should really fund philosophy. Yeah. You should really... You know, we should introduce philosophy. Other people should pay for it through taxes. We should have philosophy everywhere. And I wouldn't actually be doing philosophy. I would be wanting philosophy and the government to provide it. So that's yeah. an activist in general. They don't do things themselves, but they whine, complain, and nag the government until the government usually just kind of gives way and makes them go away by giving them money. Well, the thing is, like, it would be like um, a global warming person, or I can't forget what they're actually called, so I'm going to call them global an activist. warming. Yeah, yeah, like they could, yeah. they could even like. I bet you want. I bet you there are tons of people out there who go complaining to the government about like global warming and all the factories and everything, and then they obviously they start smoking and like you know driving their car long oh, no, places smoke, yeah, yeah. And, or leaving their car on when they sit. Oh, in like their like when they have lot, these yeah. global warming conferences, everybody flies private jets to get yeah. there. I mean, it's yeah. mad, right? But, oh, and then when like um, what was that? I think it was. Obama or um, Adele or something they were complaining about global warming and saying like the water's gonna rise and then they bought they both I think both of them bought a house like right next to the water I can't remember if it was Adele <laughs> but definitely um, Bill, no Bill Gates Bill Gates okay. and, and Barack Obama yeah I bought, so. like like water right like the houses right by the water like million dollar houses like step out houses. you go swimming yeah yeah you step out it's like hello right yeah and so but the other thing too is um so if you're concerned about global warming, what you should do, of course, is you should go plant trees to take the CO2 mm -hmm. out of the air and replace it with oxygen. You should maybe try and invent some way of cleaning factories so that they produce less smoke and so on. But that would be actually being an engineer or yeah. a farmer. So what you, if you're an activist about global warming, what do you do again? Oh, you go to the government. And, and you say? You're just like, I want a new factory. We need a tax. Something should change, right? It's I don't know. You know. I think I said like one word in that entire thing. <laughs> So when you think activist in general, there are some exceptions, but you should generally think professional whiner. Yeah, uh, that's that's my. <laughs> no, my way I to mean, do if it. I believed in global warming, which I don't, obviously, because it's not true, but I would go and I plant all my trees. Like, look, I love plants and I still plant plants, but I mean, 
I would just go and I plant. I plant like trees in my backyard. I'd maybe mm-hmm. go to a park and I just put some tree seeds in the park if you're allowed to do that. I'm pretty sure you are. Mm. I don't think I mean, they mind if there are more trees in the park. I don't think so. Like it means it's like some not even a like a playground park, like just a park where you kind of walk around and stuff. I don't really. They should really put different names for those playgrounds and parks. How about right, that? Right. So like a park or something, and I just you know plant trees there, plant flowers, no, stuff like that. I mean, that. we accept that that uh, factories and so on and cars, they do produce CO2, Yeah. right? Uh, so we accept that that's basic fact. And CO2 does contribute to warming. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's why greenhouses tend to be warmer. Yeah. But, you know, the fact that it's going to cause the sea level to rise by 20 feet and that the temperature is going to go up 10 degrees in 100 years, like that stuff I don't particularly go yeah. for. So. Well, I remember you showed me that graph about global warming, um, the one that said... Uh, what's it called? Um, it's showing the one in the greenhouse, like the the how much what the percentage is. Apparently, carrots were like sixty three percent more. Oh, or like how much more? The plants grew. Plants grow, particularly food plants. So about watermelon, carrots, squash, uh, apples. They all have significantly increased crop yields when there's more CO two in the air. So it was either pineapples with the top or the bottom. I think yeah, yeah, the something top. like that, right? <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, like, so, seriously, I love pineapples. I want more pineapples. <laughs> so an actor is someone who believably brings to life other people's words. Mm-hmm. So they're like very good puppets. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and it's a skilled thing, but there's a lot of talent involved and so yeah. on. So an actor is somebody who mimics, you know, and in fact, like apes are really good at mimicking. In fact, when I was a kid, I don't think it's used as much anymore. To ape someone was to imitate them. Oh. Right? So they're very uh, skilled imitators. They're good at aping people, right? Yeah. And an and activist. So she speaks other people's words and whines to the government. That's generally the way that it works. Now, she is turning 30. Yeah. Now, 30 is a big age for a woman. Yeah. Because every decade is like a big thing, right? So 20, you know, you're out of high school and, you know, you obviously can drive. You might be going to college, starting your life in some other way. You might be a businesswoman or entrepreneur or whatever. So, but then 30 is a big year for women if they're not married. Yeah. Can be a little harsh. The wall's coming. The wall is coming. Could be a little bit harsh, right? So anyway, so this is from 15th April 2020 from Vogue. We'll put the link below. As actor and activist Emma Watson turns 30, revisit her interview with Paris Lees for British Vogue, blah, 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 December 29th issue. She spoke candidly about her extraordinary life, transcending child stardom and becoming a voice for change. See, a voice for change is like nagging for change. It's not actually... Hands for change is when you actually create stuff. But voice yeah. for change is, I really want to be for it. Yeah. So let me tell you how this article starts and tell me if you can sort of get the feeling that they're trying to give you, right? Okay. Emma Watson and I are sitting knee to knee on the plushest sofa in the royal suite at the Savoy. The Savoy is a very expensive hotel. Okay, I think, number one, they're trying to put out a smug thing, like, oh, if you're like her, you're going to be doing this, and so well be having so nice, right? such such a good fun, such, such, such a good fun, like, like so, so much fun, and stuff like that. Ten minutes ago, she greeted me with a sisterly hug, and since then, I have not been able to shake the feeling that we're at school and about to do the Christmas show together. That's the weirdest thing. Have you ever How old are these people? <laughs> okay, maybe if you're six. Okay, that, have you ever had that feeling when you meet someone that you're at school and about to do the Christmas show together? I don't remember the Christmas show, but I can, I'm pretty sure if it involves singing or acting, I dislike it. Yeah, yeah, like, that's true. I mean, I, I don't mind singing, but it bothers me. <laughs> like, okay, listen, I like listening to music. I'm not a huge fan of singing. Like, right. I mean, I'll hum around, I'll hum, hum around the house. You hum I'll, and you play I'll, Rocket I'll League, hum. which is actually insulting to me. Why? Because, I'll tell you why. Because the fact that you can play Rocket League better than me while humming and making up a tune of your own and I'm sitting there like left, right, jump, splash <laughs> off the wall. It's like oh. I just I just start thinking about other things while I play Rocket League. I know. And then I just I when I'm kinda of distracted like not distracted exactly, like I'm sorry, I'm not trying to show off, I promise. Like, um It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> you'll be, I'm okay. You'll be okay. <laughs> I won't. Oh my hands in the camera. No, it's like it's like okay. it's like mom <laughs> juggling when she beats me at Scrabble. Anyway, go. On. What? <laughs> right. But you hum, right? When you do rocket. I hum because I kind of start thinking about things, and then I'm like, "Oh, let's hum." <laughs> I can win. Daddy's like, "Left, right." Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So um, t- there's not too much of that when you're in the goal because you're a goalie at this point. So we the go the article goes and we ask for the room to be cleared so we can talk freely, but there are still a dozen or more assistants, stylists, and crew hidden behind a wall of light, filming us on camera, still in silent 
like the antique bronze cupids posing on the mantelpiece. Now, Cupid, I don't think we've talked about before. I think it's like that thing com- that comes out at Valentine's Day. It is. <laughs> no, it's a word that was invented so that if you're creating a poem, you, you have something to rhyme with stupid. No, okay. So, no, Cupid is, <laughs> okay. it was like an old half-angel from an ancient story. Okay. And they have their babies with little wings, and they shoot arrows into the hearts of people, and that's what makes them fall in love. It's not the most scientific thing you'll ever hear, but that's... So I think it arrow. is. I yeah. think this is this discovered in a, a lab. Like, a, like not a, a bioweapon lab, like an actual science lab. <laughs> there's a, a, very, a very good old song by a singer named Sam Cooke. So, Cupid, draw back your bow and let your arrow go straight to my lover's heart for me. Nobody but me. See, I don't know why you don't love singing. It's weird. All right. Um. So... But Emma seems okay with the setup. I suppose she's been watched almost her entire life, and it's true. So she became a star. How old do you think she was when she became a, a movie star? Oh, wasn't she like 12 or 11 when she was doing Harry Potter? She, okay, so the story of how Watson became one of the most recognizable women on the planet is folklore of sorts, right? She was nine years old when she was picked, oh, it was close. <laughs> when she was picked out of a lineup of would-be actress in her school gym to be in a film that would change her life forever. She says, it's so bizarre and otherworldly what happened to me, she says, in that instantly recognizable preppy English accent. So preppy, boy, how do I explain this? So preparatory schools are like upper class schools. So when I was six, I was sent to a boarding school, which was considered, to, it was expensive, right? My dad couldn't afford it after two years. I was there for two years. Right. And I had a very sad Christmas there. Oh, no. Yeah, it was me and two other kids and one very lonely teacher who had to stay behind because... There was no place for us to go at Christmas. Oh, no. And it was a very tragic... Oh, I did tell you. Like, even thinking... Oh, my gosh. Even thinking back, it was like the saddest Christmas I ever had. Sitting at the end of a big, empty cafeteria on one of those plastic tables, you know, eating some pretty bad food with this teacher just staring into space. And, like... And, oh, and no. when you're sad, Christmas music just makes you sadder. Pardon me and wonders. When you're sad. Oh, Christmas, Christmas music, music just makes it worse. It just makes, makes worse. you sadder. And, uh, and, and also there was a huge meat shortage, so we, we didn't have any real food. Everything was oh, like, no. uh, like mushed over dead peas. And uh, it was just, oh, it was absolutely wretched. At least give the kids good peas. Come on, you can't, you can't go without decent peas. And we had crackers. Do you remember those? Like, so crackers, there are these things. You, you, you pull on each side, there's a bang, and there's a little toy inside. They're like these wrapped up little toys. Oh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. And the crackers... First of all, they didn't make any bangs. They fell apart, and it was like just like one little plastic ball in each. And it was just like like this could not get any sadder. Now, oh, the only no. way it could have gotten sadder if like a dead Santa had fallen down the chimney <laughs> or something like that. That would have been really, okay, bad, but it exciting because it would have been, been like, oh my god, this is Santa. <gasps> Santa murder to solve at Christmas. Anyway. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so all right, let's uh, so. Preppy, uh, preppy means that you come from the upper class, uh, like richer people, and you've gone to a private school and so on, right? Yeah. Okay, so blah, blah, blah. Two hour interview, blah, blah, blah. Okay, what have we got here? So 20 years later, and that child star is now one of the world's most bankable actors and recognized activists. She's used her fame and fame and global following. Now, why? Why? Thank you. All right. Now, why? why sorry. Why, why people are like, I must follow this actor. Like, it's strange to me in a way. Because, okay, so actors, what they do is they look like they look at, they look at you intently on a screen, right? And they're talking to you and telling the secrets of their life and revealing, like, it's, as the characters, right? Yeah. And, and people, I don't know if they, like, mistake that for, like, knowing the person. It's not even her lines. Like, it's something someone else wrote. She's intently talking in the camera, whatever it is, but, but it's like, it's not her. She's, she's imitating. She's, she's pretending, right? He's pretending to be someone. Yeah, it's like a gymnast comes over for dinner and hopefully they don't do gymnastics on the table. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it's, it's a job, right? It's yeah. a job. Oh my god, I was about to say, it's like, she's acting a character named Emma, that I realized her name's Emma Watson. Yeah, she kind of is. No, well, no, like, what I mean by is I was just making up a random character name. It's like, she's telling the story of this character named Emma, and I'm like, oh, that's her name. Right. Like, it's like, so I'm friends with some comedians, and, you know, we, we have some, some very serious chats sometimes, right? Yeah. And I'm like, hey, Jen, you're not funny. And it's like, that's my job. You know, yeah. like, you don't, you don't invite a dentist over for dinner and expect them to clean your teeth, right? No. So, so anyway. So, she has this global following, everybody follows her, and it's like, because anyway, so it's like she's famous for one thing, which is other people's words. Because she and has one talent. She has one talent. Or she, right? I mean, of course, she probably has more than one talent, but that's one of her main talent. Right. So, let me ask you something. Yeah. So you not so much, although that may change, but you 
are not that much into dressing up. Like, I don't mean, no, like, like trying to be as pretty as, like, frilly dresses and, and... Oh, my God, I hate it. Yeah. I find it ugly. Like, I'm sorry for those people who are listening to this who like that Yeah, yeah. It's, no, it's just taste. It's no offense, it's, right? No, no. like, I honestly, I, I don't like it at all. It's like, when people do that, I'm like, be comfy. Yeah. Like, of course there's comfy stuff, but that comfy stuff, the comfy, pretty stuff, well, quote, pretty, probably costs, like, $8 million. Like, like I mean, the, the dresses, I've tried dresses before, and mm-hmm. I mean, whenever I was, like, a, what's, flower were, girl uh, at a wedding. Flower girl at a wedding. Yeah. yeah. Two weddings. Two weddings, that's yes, right. Two, two weddings. Be, be impressed but when I did the dresses I always thought I wish I could just be wearing something comfy like right now I'm wearing well a pink of course but I mean I didn't have anything else to wear but mm. pink t-shirt and shorts I wish it was blue but whatever would you like to share with the world your planned wedding outfit <laughs> yes I've been planning this for probably a few years yep. so when I get married I'm gonna be wearing <laughs> running shoes <laughs> running shoes t-shirt shorts and maybe if my husband's lucky, I'll put something in my hair. Right. Now, as maybe. I said, I said a lot of men would be pretty alarmed to show up at a wedding with, a, with a, the, the bride. It's like, I'm going to escape. Running okay. shoes. It's like, release the tiger. She's getting away. Like, oh. And I also plan to get married in a pond. Okay. I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I do. All right. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. Wait, wait. And, and in the background of the wedding music is... Oh, frogs. Frogs. Okay. No, so I was making a joke. I think, what month ago month yeah, yeah. two a few months ago i'm like you know what i'm not i'm not gonna get married outside near a pond or near a pretty landscape i'm gonna get married in the pond <laughs> which which makes the aforementioned shoes like more practical right well also i mean it would be very memorable <laughs> drowning be. underwater <laughs> now so if if you were to think of a girly activism like that would be kind of traditionally girly would you think it would have something to do with clothing yeah you would be right okay so no no no, no. not not clothing Makeup that costs what four hundred dollars? Like I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's see. You know what? If I could just see this makeup just go to waste for something that no one's ever going to use, I'd love it. So she <laughs> says here, Watson has used her fame and global following to retool herself as a woman with the power to change hearts and minds on issues from gender inequality to sustainable fashion. Now, fashion. No, no, sustainable fashion is very interesting. It means that you should not wear bacon because bacon will go off and you need your... your oh, sorry. Wait, is does meat included? Because Lady, Lady Gaga's meat dress... There was meat. Now, that is an example of non-sustainable fashion. Yeah. Although tasty. But anyway. Um, no, not really. Well, I'm, I'm planning to be vegetarian and it's not for any other reason except for the fact that just a lot of meat I really don't like. You don't like it. The only thing I'm eating is steak. <laughs> so, she has become something of a pioneer but when it comes to championing dressing You're ethically. <laughs> dressing ethically. So, How do you dress ethically? Well, no, listen, you obviously would not wear stolen dresses. You would not, not? wear human okay. bodies, murder victims, skulls. Skulls, uh, skulls you would not wear. Okay. You would not wear the hide of endangered ant. I don't know. I don't know. So what is this? Um, what is she talking about here? I don't know. Uh, a campaign to inform consumers about which labels sell ethically produced clothes. She uses its app, which rates brands on their production methods, check an outfit's suitability based upon its environmental impact, blah, 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 blah. All right. Wait, how does dresses have something to do with environmental impact? Well, I guess you could say that if the dresses are produced with cotton that is grown using labor that is paid too little. I mean, I'm guessing. I don't yeah. know. But it's just, it's such a, I don't know, it's kind of girly. And listen, I don't mind girly. I don't mind girly at all. But this is like, that's really far I'm down okay the girly I'm okay with a bit thing. girly. Like, I'm okay if someone wants to put on a little bit of makeup. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, if you have... The only really makeup I'm ever going to use is if I have, like, a pimple and I'm going to do a show, yep. like a video show or something, I will just cover the pimple maybe with some makeup. So I'll just get makeup that's kind of my skin color so I can just go... Well, I've but, actually used makeup for all of my shows. People don't realize I'm 450 years old. So, yeah. I'm sorry, what? No. No, it's not. You I'm sorry, that was a big secret to drop on a show. <gasps> How are you feeling? I'm dumping. I'm kidding. No, um, I mean... I know sometimes when you have, like, the same thing, when you have a pimple, sometimes you'll just cover it with a tiny bit oh, yeah, yeah, for or sure, for That's sure. a secret, too. You're not supposed to know about that, people. Erase that from your memory. Nothing okay. better than being in your 50s, being bald, and having pimples. It's really the best of all worlds. I know. When you think about it. So, um, in 2014, she was appointed a UN, United Nations, Woman Goodwill Ambassador, launching He for She, an initiative to include men in the conversation about gender equality. So, gender equality, of course, we've talked about this before. Women are paid less than men. Because men are just mean. Yeah, men. Men just, men you know, women. mean and selfish they and nasty. Hate women. They just hate women. That's that's why we all 
like women. Wait. What? Anyway. <laughs> so, um, she That's not launched true. <laughs> in the light of the hashtag MeToo revelation. So the MeToo revelations are women complaining that they might have to kiss or go on dates with men to advance their careers. Now, I think that's wrong. I mean, yeah. I, I don't like that at all. And I don't think men should use their power that way. And I think I think it's a good conversation. It's a good conversation to have. But uh, last summer, she launched a legal advice line in England and Wales, blah, blah, blah. And she says, I feel uncomfortable taking up as much space as I'm taking up and not speaking about politics and social justice. It just doesn't feel right anymore. So social justice. So justice is equality of opportunity and equality under the law. Social justice, which is kind of short for socialism, social justice is when you have equality of outcome. So uh, you remember we did running races years ago, right? Yeah. So social justice. So justice would be everybody gets to start at the same spot and everybody gets to run the same length of distance, right? Mm -hmm. And then whoever wins, wins, right? Yeah. Social justice would be everybody has to kind of end at the same time. Oh my god! Like, oh, it's really complicated. We've had right? conversations about that. I'm like, stop. Oh yeah. I imagine, right. and I came in first on the jumping. I think it was by three feet. We actually have a video of that. I wish we had slow mo on the phone, but we have a video oh, of you doing that jump. That? Oh, oh that's it's amazing. Really cool. Okay. Oh, yeah. You actually, um, uh, you had kangaroo legs back back in those in those. Days. <laughs> I remember I landed straight on my stomach. My mom was like, "Is you, you okay?" Oh, of course. <laughs> but um, I remember with the running race, if it was like everyone had to jump, I, if I jumped eight feet and they're like, "No, you have to go against that," you go like four feet. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, um. "And there was the girl who didn't show up. Who? She didn't come. She didn't come, and she got." A ribbon, do you remember? <gasps> yeah. She didn't, yeah, she yeah, wasn't even there. She, she actually was on vacation and yeah, she, she got a participation event. Got a participation event, ribbon, and didn't even show up for the She race. didn't even show up. That's I, social justice, I, right? Right. Okay, so um, she does a lot of um, activism stuff, which I find kind of eye-glazingly dull. And, um, yeah, let's give it. <laughs> so uh, what are Emma, Emma Watson's dreams? She turns 30 in April. I guess she's 30 now, right? and describes 2019 as having been tough because she, quote, had all these ideas about what her life was supposed to look like at this age. I was like, why does everyone make such a big fuss about turning 30? This is not a big deal. Cut to 29 and I'm like, oh my God, I feel so stressed, stressed and anxious. And I realize it's because there is suddenly this bloody influx of subliminal messaging around. Uh, oh, boy, lots of new, new ideas today. Subliminal. My face, if you could see my face, you know exactly what I was thinking. Okay. Do you want to say what you're thinking before we get into subliminal? I was like, what is she talking about? Oh, yeah, well. So, subliminal is when you get ideas that aren't expressed obviously or clearly, but they're just kind of hidden in the background or hidden in the background. So, let's say, so let's say guys think that buying a cool car will get them to date pretty women, right? And okay. the reason that they see, they believe that, like there's not a show that says, there's not an ad that says, buy a cool car, date pretty women. But what they do is they always have pretty women hanging around cool cars. Yeah. Right, so that's, it's, they don't say it explicitly. It's kind of in the back of their head. Yeah, it's, it's associated it's, it's with It's kind of in the back of your head. You're kind of like, oh, cool cars, pretty women put together. You kind of get it. Right, right. So there's this thing about homeschooling where homeschooling is considered to raise children like in the mainstream they say oh homeschooling you don't get any socialization and you're going to be taught uh, only about like religious ideas in the bible and it's like, that's not true at all no it's not true i've barely gotten any of that no <laughs> i mean i've gotten some of it in like conversations not on the like oh we used to do the whole big invisible guy story oh, yeah. you actually know all the bible stories that i learned as a kid probably i remember i was obsessed with hearing them because they were a little ridiculous, but... They were fun. They were funny. They were great, yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember with the Adam and Eve thing, it's like, what would be your perfect world? I'm like, I don't know, like chocolate waterfalls, oh. like marshmallow clouds. Don't, I'll, I'll drool. Like, I'll get drool keep in my drooling. beard okay, and I'm look like an old you. guy. Oh, I'm yeah. going to keep telling you. What did we have? We had, we had chocolate waterfalls. There was... Um, I think we had chocolate trees, too. Like, chocolate... Marshmallow... Like, yeah, clouds. Marshmallow clouds. And marshmallow fog, low on the ground. Yeah. Oh, that was great. No, I think we had... I think that was a sugar... What's it called? Um, icing sugar, sugar, or something like that. Icing sugar snow. Icing sugar yeah, snow, yeah. and the fog. I think was floating sugar or something like that. Oh, 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 oh. All right. Um, also, we had what was? The, I think the grass was like grass wasn't actually candy, but it was like really soft and always perfect and green, mm. and there was like never any really, like disgusting mud and stuff. And your hands were always stayed clean, so you could always just pick up something. And I, eat I added caramel rivers because caramel is my favorite. I know it's not yours, but yeah. caramel is my chocolate favorite. caramel rivers, chocolate waterfalls and caramel rivers. And also, <laughs> and we had, um, 
we have. I think we have candy cane, like lollipop flowers, like flowers made out of lollipops. That's and right. Stuff. That's right. Oh, and it would so always re- it would regrow. It would take less than a day and to regrow. And then that Eve with the snake. <laughs> so so and so she's saying the one that tasted bad. Okay. So she says she feels so stressed and anxious turning 30 and she said I realize it's because there is suddenly this bloody influx of subliminal messaging around if you've not built a home if you do not have a husband if you do not have a baby and you're turning 30 and you're not in some incredibly secure stable place in your career or you're still figuring things out she pauses for breath there's just this incredible amount of anxiety now so that's a very interesting question right so I'm not sure that you've ever really experienced anxiety in your life boo sorry no ah no. Uh, no. My okay. face has stayed the same the entire time. <laughs> no. It's just kind of just look like. Like, have really... you have you had like really deep worry and you can't sleep or? No, not really. I don't think you have, right? In the same way that you, we were talking about this the other day. I don't think you've ever really gotten angry, and I've tried. Man, you've tried man, hard. Oh yeah. You. I remember today, baking chocolates. I had a tub of M&Ms. You was like. No, no, no. I went into the uh, into the. Uh, oh, I wanted to get a piece of cheese from the fridge, and I mistook the. No, I can't really tell that. It's not even believable. Okay. No, no, Getting you cannot it. attack me. We're doing a show. I'm tickling him. Uh, it's his, his. If anyone who ever meets him, they must do this. They must tickle his stomach. The tickle spot. Just that go like this on his stomach, like like. I'll, and that's I'll weird say, because it's so rock hard. I can't right. do it. You're not letting me do it. Right, right. So, <laughs> I don't blame you. It's not fun for him. No, it's so, fun for me though. So okay. so she has this anxiety. Now it's interesting. So to me, when you have like a deep, when you have a deep feeling, right? You have a deep feeling in your life. I think it's important to examine what that feeling is or why you're having it, right? Yeah. So like, my dad died. I had a lot of feelings. I did a bunch of shows. We talked about it. Uh, and you know you got stuff to process it's important to listen to your feelings because yeah. they're often very helpful right because they come from your they come from your lizard brain i don't know, I'll keep doing that but um so so she's really stressed and anxious about turning 30 right yeah so part of her says you know this is kind of a serious feeling now the reason why 30 is important is that you know like I think my downtime is like 80 or 90 percent of yeah, your eggs I, I like now you still have a lot of eggs so you know it's not the end of the world but, you know, it's if you want to have kids... And you should try and do it before 30. Well, yeah, if you're still single when you're 30, then you don't even know when you're going to meet the right guy. And Well, I mean, if you're dating or engaged or have a guy better, yeah. who just seems different from the other guys, like someone you think you are you have a lot more op- a lot, a lot higher chance to marry, then it's kind of like half like halfway to married, if you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like, you're not completely sure, but at least you have a guy that you can trust or you right. think would be a good marrying option. So let's say you're 30 and you suddenly meet a guy. Maybe he's the right guy, right? Yeah. So you probably got a date for a year, maybe. I'd say a year should be the minimum. I think, to me, to me, like, if, you, if you're not getting along famously, like, when I met your mom, after, like, the third date, we didn't spend a day apart and we got married, we got engaged within a couple of months, we got married... 11 months after we first went on our first date. So, like, and, and it's been a great for, like, close to 20 years. Well, right? this so. is what I say. I say if, like, try it out. Try the first date out. And if you're like, oh, this is actually really nice. We should it's do it again. Enough. Do another date maybe a week later just so you, you both have time to think about it and yeah. stuff like that. And also, the reaction is kind of... So, if you, say, text or call and someone says... They say you text. So, you say, hey, do you want to hang out? Maybe you went to the movies first time. Do you want to hang out again? Maybe you want to go for a lunch because last time was really f- I, fa- I I found last time really fun mm-hmm. or something and if they say if maybe they're busy but they say oh I'm busy that day so maybe maybe another time that's kind of a no except yeah. that's kind of in the nice way but if they say oh I'm really I'm sorry but I'm really busy but can we do it tomorrow or something Let's just, sorry the day after or something yeah. like that oh if somebody says no without suggesting an alternative date it's yeah. usually a no it's and they're being polite and they kind of get it yeah that's how it that's be. what I'll do I'll be polite like yeah. if there's a guy and I go on a date and I don't like it or at least maybe I like it, but I'm like, nah, this is not the right guy or something. Then uh, if he asks to go on another one, I'll just say, no, I'm sorry, I'm really busy. Maybe, right. maybe another time I'll say or something like that. Yeah, I and might then not even you, say so that. you can ask twice, and if you get no without an alternative date, mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah, it's not interesting because yeah. most people figure out whether they're interested in someone pretty pretty quickly. Yeah. So um, so so you you maybe date for a year, so now you're 31, right? And then you've got to plan a wedding, you've got to get married. That might take another six months or maybe 12 months. So now you're 32. So then you're only, and then you might, you want to be married for a little while before you immediately start having kids, right? Yeah. So 33, 34, like you're really starting to push it. And that's if you meet just the right guy tomorrow and things go fairly quickly, right? So, yeah. 
Well, I mean, I, I know there are people who date, like, five years and stuff. I'm like, if you can date for five years, then you could get married. Oh, oh, man, I saw that. So I wrote a play when I was in my early 20s, and I produced it. I directed it and produced it in Toronto. And I had a stage manager, and, man, she, had, she, was, just, she was older. She was in her late 20s, and she was just breaking up from a five-year relationship, and, I was, and she was just a wreck because she was turning 30, uh, basically the same year she was breaking up from a five-year relationship and I was like oh man find some way to rescue that relationship for heavens if you can get along for five years why well, can't you just get along anyway. well this is what I mean if I have a relationship that's like two or three years or even a year because that's still a long time to be getting along well with someone like if yeah. you're if there's a, like a few little conflicts I mean we can live with that like no, just it's inevitable little yeah. arguments it's gonna happen but I mean like if it happens a lot then it'll be like well this is gonna break up at some point anyways but, I mean, if there's just, like, a few little conflicts, but you still get back together and, like, apologize or whatever, then, and, but if there's, like, one big conflict, it's like, okay, well, this is going to happen at some point, so why did it happen now? Or even if it's just one of the other little ones and it broke up, it's like, okay, well, we've gotten over the other ones, so why can't we get over this? Right. No, it's like, it's like the people who, um, oh, we're getting divorced, we have kids, right? We're getting yeah. divorced, but we're still good friends, and we still get along. It's like, well, if you're like, still good friends, get married. And stay married or whatever it is, right? Yeah. And here's the thing, too, like... I just tweeted about this this morning. So I was reading this article that said, if you're socially isolated, and of course it's really big now that this is lockdown from COVID, right? So if you're socially isolated, that can be as bad for your health as smoking 15 yeah, cigarettes a day. Yeah, you told us about that. Right? Through your eyes, which is really not the... Wait, wait, okay. Um, <laughs> eye smoking. Very bad. Oh, like with the pasta, just shoving your eyes off. <laughs> yeah, especially if you like the wrong end. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, that was a weird laugh. No, okay. so here's here's the thing, right? So I'm thinking that I tweeted about this, like, so being lonely in this kind of lockdown quarantine environment, which some people really are, mm-hmm. it's like, hopefully this reminds people to work on their relationships and have good people in their life. Yeah. So so she's... I either, I think you tweeted that or you told that to us. I know, I voice dictated it. Voice dictated tweeted it, right? So so <laughs> here's the thing. So so she's feeling anxiety and she she could either say... You know, this is an important feeling for me to think about. It's got important information. But what she's saying is, oh, man, my feelings just come from this programming in the environment about babies. It's like, that's not true. And it's like, mm, well, I, I don't, don't think I so. can get emotions from some stuff I hear. Yeah. That, But I mean, like, stuff I just read or something about something. And I'm like, well, you know, you can, like, but you know if it's deep in your gut. Like, I mean, she should know. Maybe she's just saying that, but deep in her head she knows that she's panicking. Right, right. Or not panicking, but kind of like nervous. No, I'm a big fan of panicking. No, I really am. Yeah. I'm a big, I said this before on my show, so I had some guy, he called into my show, he was my age, and he was living in his brother's garage. Oh no. And he said, but I don't want to panic. And I said, yeah, kind of do. Yeah. Like, this is a good time to panic. Because if you're in your 50s and you're living in your brother's garage, that's not good. No. You know, that's not good. You failed. (laughs) So, um... So it's staggering, the article says, if it's staggering to think that Watson worries about this stuff, it's comforting too. I never believed the whole, I'm happy single spiel. So spiel is when people say stuff that's not really, really true. Oh yeah. Like, you know, like, uh, uh, I I don't mind pimples at all. Like it's just, it you know, probably like, everyone minds the pimples a little bit, right? Yeah. So she said, uh, it took me a long time, but I'm very happy being single. I call it being self-partnered. How do you- yeah, I've heard that saying before. Self-partner. It's dumb. It's, it's like it's argument. like it's like marrying yourself. Like you speak it out Some loud, but like your other self says it in its head. Like, what does this mean? Okay. Yeah. No. Listen. I mean, you can play cards with yourself. You can play video games with yourself, right? Yeah. You can play even play ping pong with yourself. If there's some ping pong tables, oh, like yeah. you lean it up and then you just play against the ping pong wall. Yeah. So. But you can't marry yourself. Stop it. I mean, technically you no, can't. Seriously, but it's weird. No, no, because look, you have a ring. You have two hands. Right? So you can put... What? Okay, okay but then. putting a ring on your finger doesn't do anything. Self-partnered. <laughs> I mean, that is such a made-up thing. I want to just slap her. I just want to walk up to her and say, are you Emma Watson? She says, yes, I am. I'm like, well, you deserve a big slap, slap, slap her across the face and walk off. Like, I think that would be an extraordinarily bad idea. I think so, too. First of all, violation of the non-aggression principle. I know. And secondly, she's so she'd annoying. have giant bodyguards who would, like, mash you into a pulp. Okay. I Maybe if her bodyguards weren't good. Okay, I'm kidding. No, she's, she's, she needs help. She, like, okay, fine. If I can't slap her, I hope someone else does. Like, <laughs> so she is, however, dating. Not one specific person she's keen to clarify, but I'm going on dates. And listen, i got to sympathize with this. So she's one of the world's most famous young women, right? 
how are you going to date? You're not. I mean, it's it's tough. Like, everyone thinks like fame and money, and she's, I don't know, she's never struck me, and this is kind of shallow, she's never struck me as beautiful, but I think she's attractive. Right? I think she's attractive. Yeah. I don't really find people beautiful. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Like, I just think, okay, you're pretty, but I, I never say, oh my god, you're beautiful, I wish I looked like you. Right, right, Or right. something like that. So, um, I'm going on dates. So she says, I can't use dating apps. So dating apps... Oh, they just match you with someone in your area. Yeah, whatever it is, right? That's kind of dumb, I think. I think, anyways. Right. I mean, maybe it's not dumb, but I think it's a bad idea. Like, don't use dating apps. So Find a person yourself. So she said, I'm really lucky in the sense that because I went to university and because I've done these things outside of film, my friends are really good at setting me up. Now, do you know what that means? I think it's like, hey, you should date this person or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I know someone who would be good for you, right? And, yeah. and that's not a bad way to meet people, uh, if your friends know you well and all that, right? Yeah. And what's really nice, she says, is some of my best friends are people I got set up on a date with and it didn't work out. Yeah, I'm done. No, I, no, no, no I'm tell done. me, tell me what you think. No. Tell me. No. Tell me. I think you know what I think. True spell. Does it work? <laughs> it doesn't work on me. It only works on you. Okay. It's true. It so only works on me. She does have okay. a true spell which she casts on me when she thinks I may not be telling the entire total and complete truth. Sometimes, like, did you eat some M&M's yesterday? No. Maybe. Did you, maybe. Uh, what? Spell. No, I don't say that. I say, did you take them, where did you take them from? If it's a maybe, if you did do it, where did you take them from? And it's like, I can't say, and I'm like, true spell. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, I, I took an m M&M from your so, candy shop. I don't actually think it ever happened like that, but it's happened. So, um, Stuff like that. <laughs> so some of my best friends are people I got set up on a date with, and it didn't work out. Now, I got to tell you, I mean, don't. if you're best friends with someone... Why Why wouldn't it work out? I mean, I assume that they don't introduce her to guys who are like 400 pounds and, you know, neck beards or like whatever, some unattractive or guys who have never had a job or, you know, the old live in their parents' basement kind of thing, right? So I got to assume that she's being introduced to relatively attractive, successful, intelligent men and she's best friends with them, but it just didn't work out. <laughs> And it's like, I if you're best it. friends with someone, what can it work out? Well, this is what I mean. Like, if I have a male best friend or something, I'll, and it's, I don't know, it's nice. Like, I'll kind of go out. Like, I'll try and, in the work my way into it so that it seems like just a normal hangout thing. But it's actually a bit more, not, like, serious, if you know what I mean. Right. Like, oh, let's go to the movies. But it's like, we typically don't go to the movies or something. Right. But, I mean, I, I don't really know. I say going to the movies as a first date is kind of a bad idea because you don't talk with the person. You just watch them. Like, well, you're just sitting next to each other and looking at stuff that could actually be kind of rude. Yeah. So, um, but the thing is, it will give you something to talk about afterwards. But, no, I don't think... Like I say, don't just go to the movies. Go to the movies and then have a dinner afterwards or something like that so that you can talk about the movie and then, like, oh, I've had experience like that or whatever or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that can work for sure. But I think, uh, yeah, you're spending two hours not talking to someone when yeah. you're supposed to be getting to know them. Well, so this is what I mean. I say, like, go out, go out for dinner or go out for lunch or something. The good news is nobody goes to movies anymore, so that's kind of off the well, hook. Well, I, I, no, I'm just saying, like, go out for a walk, go out for dinner or lunch or something like that. Yeah. I say dinner or lunch because you can, like, you have to stare at each other <laughs> right. for the entire night. So uh, she says that uh, some of my best friends are people I got set up on a date with and it didn't work out. That's very emotionally mature, I say, impressed. I didn't think it was possible, Watson agrees. And it really is possible, and it's actually great. Now... No, it's not! Okay, I will tell you just a tiny smidge about men. No! Yeah, I yeah. will. I mean, it's, it's fine. fine. So, um, <laughs> as you know, there's the friend zone, right? Yeah, I'm aware of the friend zone. So You've the friend me. zone... <laughs> yeah, the friend zone is when a... Um, uh, a man wants to date, it's usually male to female, can yeah. work the other way, right? So a man wants to date a woman, and she's like, oh, no, let's just be friends, right? And he's like, okay, I'll hang around being friends. Until you want to date me. But sooner or later, right, I'm going to get you to, to go on a date with me, right? And so my guess is that because she's attractive, because she's famous, because she's rich, because she's talented, because blah, 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 right? Yeah. She's a very high-status female for dating, right? So I, I, I bet you these guys are hanging around, she's going to come to her senses any day soon, she's going to see that I'm the perfect guy. Right. Yeah. So that's my guess, right? That's why they're like, oh, it's my best friend. <laughs> like, can you just change that? <laughs> yeah. So you know what an orbit is, right? Like when a spaceship or, or a moon or something is floating around the yeah. world, falling towards it, but going at such a high speed that it never crashes in. So it's That'd called... be creepy if the moon's just like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. like a, So an orbiter is someone who is can't break free of a woman, but can't sort of date her. So he's just kind of around, and people can waste a lot of their time 
uh, doing this. That's why I'm not doing it. I mean, if it goes male to female in terms of my situation or something, I will like if the you gotta be the guy. Yeah, you gotta be kind and say, look, I can't be friends with you if you're attracted to me because it's always gonna be part of. What's well, not on? that. I mean, sorry. Well, yes, that's true. I wouldn't friend zone them. I just say no, sorry. But if I mean, if, if a man tried to friend zone me, I would just say, look, I can. I know this is the friend zone, so I'm sorry, but I'm not staying around if no. you don't want me. No, you can just you can waste life. Waste I, life I honestly, that. I would just I would leave and I'd be done with it within a month. Right, right. At most a month. <laughs> uh, let's see here. So she has a notoriously low key line. Otherwise, hard to imagine day to day life. She smiles and says she splits her time between London and New York. She doesn't actually have a permanent address. Her hobbies seem to be on the quiet side. She loves reading and she studied English literature. She's also a qualified yoga teacher. Yoga, stop. Uh, stop yoga. She spends 10 days a year at a silent retreat. No! <laughs> I could stand it by time. I know. I know that. <laughs> no, honestly, I'm a loud person. I think you can tell if you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah, listening to that part in particular. But I'm not a very... My mom, she's like, when, I, when I'm when i talking, so, sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'll start, ha- like, not half yelling, but kind of just raising my voice. Just because, you know, when I, I, get, I get enthusiastic. <laughs> like, not raising my voice in, like, a yelly way. Just, like, a talking way. Like, an enthusiasticness thing. Yeah. But... Uh, and she'll be like, shh, Izzy, shh, Izzy, just a little bit quieter. Right, right. Is, is that correct? Is that what she does? I hope so. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hope yeah. I got it correct. Um, so Watson's childhood is well recorded. Her parents are lawyers. She was born in Paris and spent her first five, first five years in France. At age six, she went to the... Oh, my gosh. She went to the Dragon School in Oxford. That's not true. Dragon? Now, do you know how Wait, you get into that? Actually, no, that's actually Dragon School. Do you know how you get in? How? Well, you have to breathe fire. burn down the front door with your breath, and then you get in. <gasps> Wouldn't that be fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, she went to. Uh, she took acting lessons at the local branch of Stagecoach Theatre Arts. Right. She was determined to become an actor, even as a little girl. Um, so she's not Hermione Granger, that the actress, the 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 play, the person that she played. I'm not, and I'm also not what weirdly my name has come to mean, she says of her own fame. Even people that are really close to me sometimes can't let it go, or see just me, and then sometimes I have to go, no, no, I need exactly what you need, I'm just as human as you are, I'm just as insecure as you are, I struggle just as much as you struggle. Yeah. I don't think that's true. Well, I mean, maybe she still struggles, but look, I mean, a lot of people, some people are like, um, like can't afford food and can't afford the rent, and she's like, oh, I, I need a silent treat every 10 days, and I... I travel between London and New York. And <laughs> well, so here's I hope thing, she's right? not in New York right now. <laughs> so lawyers, um, they kind of famously work long hours, yeah. right? They're very busy people. And a lot of times they can't really control, like their court dates get moved up or there's somebody who desperately needs them who's going to go to jail otherwise. So my guess is that her parents were both quite busy. Uh, she may have been in daycare. She may have been raised by nannies. She, whatever, right? She wouldn't have spent as much time with her parents, which I yeah. think is a real shame. I mean, I think it's a real... Shame, you know, there's this terrible thing that's going on, on online at the moment, which is there are lots of moms saying, I can't handle my kids, I need to have more alcohol. Yeah. You know, and, and saying to your kids, well, I can't handle you sober, I need to get drunk to, to stand spending time with you. I mean, can you imagine that what a terrible hurt. thing that would be to hear? Yeah. I mean, you know how much I enjoy your company and you've got to tell your kids that. I mean, why on earth would you... Because the funny thing is, like, I had something to do with who you are yeah. as a human being, right? So it's sort of like me... Uh, carving a statue and just saying, ugh, this statue is the ugliest thing. Like, I had nothing to do with it whatsoever. Right? I hate the statue. I wonder why it exists. I, I can't believe the statue has imposed itself in my life. <laughs> you know, it's like, come on, you, you, your kids have something to, like, you're not a product of me. I mean, there's some genetics and all that. And you are your own person. But I've had a little bit of influence here and there because we spent so much time together, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I've been a stay-at-home dad for like or 11 and a half Genetics, years now, like right? you said. Yes. So I've had some influence in who you are. So if I didn't enjoy spending time with you, that would be more, I think, a reflection on me than it would be on you. And, but I also uh, think, wait, I'm related to this person. Oh, yeah. I think it's just sad. And there was this woman. She just did a video about how she just she can't stand her kids sober. Were her kids she's in the just, background? No, no. Oh, that's good. I mean, i got to say, like, at least they aren't hearing it. Well, they probably could be but hearing it. they will, it. right? See, what you put online, your kids are going to see at some point when they get older. And I don't know, this like, ha-ha. Someone's going to tweet it at them. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be like, hey, do you know about this? 
Yeah, and these these mummies who whine, these mummies who drink, these like it's really quite a big thing about I can't take my kids without alcohol around, and it's just it's kind of like a it's a it's a bad joke because it's like ha ha funny, but you know it's also kind of serious for the kids too, and I think it does have an influence. And these these moms also kind of prop each other up with this like it's bad, it's bad parenting to me, and it's really mean to your kids to say, oh I can't spend time with you if I'm sober. No, it's like yeah, I mean if I. If I had, like, I mean, like, you had them on purpose. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's so dumb. Like, you want to you have kids or you had kids, and I'm just like, oh, like, I can't stand you. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you really don't want kids, give birth to your kid and then put them in for adoption or something like that. I don't know. It's, it's a very sad thing, and it's a terrible message to give your kids. And then you know what happens? So the kids end up not bonding too much with their parents, and then the kids end up bonding with their peers and often not the best peers, like the peers who may get them into drugs, or they may get them into sex, or they may get them into um, stealing even, and stuff like that, right? And then the parents get really mad at the kids and say, well, the reason I don't like you is because you spend all your time with these terrible people who are doing bad things. Like, and the reason I spend all these terrible, like, it didn't, I didn't do this, and then you dislike me. It's the other way around. You dislike me, so I didn't want to spend time with you, so I spent time with these people. Right. Right, which right. may not even be worse. I don't know. Like, so it depends <laughs> yeah, on what time. There's there just the apparent who's just like, yeah, go away, whatever. Right, right. I mean, it hurts, but it's like, okay, well, I mean, sorry, I don't really know, but I'm going to guess that it hurts. Right, right. But it's like, okay, well, whatever. She they don't want me, so I can do my own stuff. But I am. But when it's the parent who's like, go away, but they like slap them away, like the abusive type of parent oh, who's yeah. like that, then it's worse. Yeah, yeah. Because you can also get bad injuries from that. So it's a light-hearted conversation about awkward kisses that seems to illustrate the unique position she finds herself in. I'll be kissing some guy, and then I'm on the television behind us, and all I can hear is the Harry Potter theme tune as I'm kissing someone. And I'm like, do I turn it off? Do I just ignore this? Is he thinking about this? Is it just me thinking Wait, about this? I don't this? know what she's saying. Like, she's kissing someone. And so then... maybe on the TV, yeah. this, this Harry Potter has... I can't remember what it is, but it's, there's a theme music to the movies. Yeah. And it comes on. Oh, yeah, okay. And... First of all, I don't think this is a very believable story. No, me neither. I mean, how often is the Harry Potter theme coming on TV? Very, very extremely rare. It's very I've rare. never heard it. No. I mean, it's not like it, we right? watch TV, but I've never even heard it, like, anywhere. Like, I don't know. <laughs> right. So then we say, uh, does she enjoy the photo shoots, the red carpets, the parties about being famous? And she said, that's something I've sat in therapy and felt really guilty about, to be honest. Like, why me? Somebody else would have enjoyed and wanted this aspect of it more than I did. I've wrestled a lot with the guilt around that, of being like, I should be enjoying this more, I should be excited, and I'm actually really struggling. So she's struggling with parties, with what's called the red carpet. When your movie opens, they roll out a red carpet, you go up, they get photographs and interviews and stuff like that. And I don't know. I mean, so as far as this struggle goes, so both her parents are lawyers, so she's never had any financial worries in her life. She grew, in, grew up in France. She went to England. She went to private school. She, you know, she got discovered at the age of nine. She's a famous actress. I don't... And it could just be because she's young, right? I mean, I became... Obviously, I'm nowhere near as famous as her, but I became more of a public figure when I was older, right? I was in my yeah. 30s, right? That's a different thing, right? So I had a chance to sort of become who I was before all of this stuff happened, right? So a real stable foundation it doesn't really... But I, I mean, I enjoyed going to Australia. Yeah. I enjoyed. I even enjoyed New Zealand, oddly enough, right? So I enjoyed going there. I enjoyed giving the speeches. I enjoyed meeting with the people. I enjoyed going to New York and, like, had 500 people lining up to chat with me about philosophy. We had hugs and I loved hearing their stories. I mean, it's a real privilege. It's a real privilege. Yeah. But I think that's partly because I'm doing something more important than pretending to be a little wizard. You know, like, which is, in the Harry Potter stuff, it's entertaining and it's engaging and so on. And I guess it gets kids to read, but it's not not a very important story. But it doesn't get kids to read because they watch it. No, but before, like it was a movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was books before before it was a movie. But it's not not a very important story. No. It's not like people have changed their lives and become better human beings for the most part because of Harry Potter, right? Philosophy can do that. So maybe what she's feeling is, I don't know, like, she's getting a lot of, she certainly gets more financial rewards, more fame rewards and so on than I ever will. But certainly I'm doing more important things in the world, right? And so maybe she's feeling that the reward is not equal to whether she's doing that much good in the world. And that's yeah. why she keeps wanting to do all this other good, which is around whining to the government. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess, I don't know, it's a strange thing, but that she's really struggling with 
being rich and famous, which of course she says, I wanted to be an actress and she's achieved her success as an actress and she's not happy. No. That's kind of exhausting for me to be around. You know, hey, look, you, 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 you aim to get this thing, you've now got this thing and you're not happy with it and you're struggling with it and it's like, ugh. Okay, so if you got everything you wanted and she could disappear tomorrow, right? She could just go and, and put her hair in a bun and, and disappear tomorrow, right? Well, if she wanted to, she'd buy a wig. She puts makeup up. She put contacts in. She could eat like a normal person, <laughs> right? So, but so she gained a bit of weight. She would never be found again, probably. I right. mean, of course she'd be found, but it would be a lot. And then when you get fined, change, get skinny again, maybe mm. change your style, like yeah, yeah. start. Or maybe people would just like, forget you because you're not famous anymore. So even if they find you, it's like, oh yeah, you used to be that actress or whatever, right? Yeah. Or like even if they do find, like maybe it's been the thing, like where did she go and stuff like that, or like. Like, yeah, they might she... find her, like, oh, she's disappeared, and we got to find her, right? Or like, not even that. Like, it could be, like, I, they might be worried about her. Maybe she didn't tell anyone in case they told someone else, mm. and then that person told someone else again. So maybe she's disappeared, and they're like, where did she go? Yeah, and you would obviously, you, you would introduce yourself as Bennett Dobson. Bemma Dobson. Bennett Benna Dobson. Donna, Donna Bepson. Anyway. No, so... so that because, was a weird only No, this is the, it's an important lesson, right? I think it's an important lesson, which is, so... She got everything she wanted, and she's not happy. And that, to me, is really an important thing. Because she now will never be happy. No. Because she, she's never going to be more successful than she is now. She's one of the most successful actresses in the world, right? Because she's, Plus she's getting older, so, so there's going to be fewer roles for her. Well, that's right? what I mean. She's going to hit the wall. <laughs> right, right. So, so she got everything she wanted, and she's not happy. Yeah. She's single and she's not happy about that because she's got all this anxiety and that anxiety is real. The anxiety is telling her you're not living the right way. Like there was this woman who is a model who frankly doesn't wear a whole lot of clothes and she said she was looking for people to debate, right? And she's made a lot of money from like wearing swimsuits and stuff like that. And I said, let's debate that motherhood is better than money. And she wanted to and, you know, she's kind of coming and going about that kind of stuff. But, you know, what's happening, she's almost 30, right? So what's yeah. going to happen is... She's going to start to lose her looks. You know, her, her, her body is going to start to sag. It happens to everyone, right? And then she will actually have to start wearing some clothes. <laughs> yeah, well, well then... So, I mean, then, if, since you said she doesn't wear clothes. Yeah, but then she's going to have to try and, uh, you know, get, get a family going when she's past her sort of peak attractiveness this and all of that. My, this is my recommendation. Now, of course, I don't really have any experience in this, but, I mean, I've heard about it from you, basically. I say try and get your family started when you're, like... I mean, no, try and find the guy you want to be with when you're around 20, I say, mm -hmm. and then try maybe, I don't know, get married, whatever time you think you need, but I say get your career started when you're when you're 30. Don't... Yeah, you've like, then I mean, got 40 years to work if you want, you don't have to interrupt it. Yeah. Yeah, that's my, that's my particular thought for sure. Yeah, and then that's, if, that's until you're 70. A lot of people live longer than that, and if they want to keep... Well, not I don't know about a lot of people, but typically people live... Longer than 70, or some people. Yeah, women, and women live longer than men in general. Well, true. So if you're a woman, then you probably, you get like 50 years. Yeah, yeah. So she said, there's been moments when everything just got so big, where I felt, where I almost had vertigo. That's when you feel dizzy. Well, you Falling. don't really go for dizzy, yeah. right? In my own life. And it got so big, I felt disconnected. Yeah. She finds peace in these moments by remembering, I am a sister. I belong to a family. There's a whole existence and identity that I have actually that's really important and weighted and solid that has nothing to do with any of that. She says she has even felt the need to ask her parents, am I still your daughter? What? You know, Wait, how do you start it, it, it being has, someone's daughter? It, it has felt so weird sometimes. She becomes no, visibly upset sharing this and I feel an overwhelming urge to hug no, her. No, 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 I'm sorry. How do you start being someone's daughter and then stop like, dad, dad, was I your child five years ago but not anymore? So, Did you disown me? So this is, this is, and this is a word, it's called neurotic. Now, neurotic, to me, has a lot to do with... I mean, she's, she's a smart girl, right? She's a smart woman. She, she studied English literature. She did quite well. She's, a, she's an intelligent woman. But here's the thing, right? What do you do with all that intelligence? What do you yeah. do with all that, that ability other than just pretend to be other people on, on, for a camera, right? And so now, if she had kids uh, and if she had a husband and she could still work and she could bring her kids on set, she's got all the money to do that, right? So she could still do all of this stuff. But then she would be busy. Now, one of the things that kids do with you is they kind of organize your life. Because what is your life organized around? It's around being a dad, right? Yeah. I mean, so not, not so much now, although it's still important now, but when you were very little, like, how was my day? My day was dependent on first thing first, be a dad, right? Yeah. 
then if I can do a show, this, that, the other, that'd be great, right? Like, if, I, if I'm, like, two and I want to take a nap, and then you can Yeah, do then I can go and do show. something, right? But I'm not going like, to sit there and say, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to put you in a crate and say, entertain yourself while I go do a show, right? So I'd be like, uh... It organizes your life. You get a great deal of, like, hugely enjoyable interaction. Yeah. And it takes up most of your day. Yes. Right? Because, you know, I mean, especially because you're not much of a sleeper, right? Oh my god! I will. I can go six hours. I'll be tired for maybe the first half an hour in the mm-hmm. morning, and then I'll be fine for the rest. The weird thing is, I'm tired in the morning, and then I just slowly like maybe. The, sorry, you can't see me, but maybe there's a scale of tiredness like this. Yeah. yeah. I start off like actually. You yeah, can I do start. A six out of 10 I started. Tired, right? I typically start off at around four. So yeah. ten is like awake, and yeah, one yeah. is like really tired. So I typically start off at around four, and then as the day progresses, I'll work my way up to like a nine or a ten. Yeah. It's weird. Like at, at ten o'clock, I'll be like, what do we do? Like, like seriously, in the morning I'll be like, eh, I don't and we we tried it on New Year's Eve. Do you remember? Yeah. Three o'clock in the morning. I was like, what, what should we do? Oh yeah. I no. was literally. I'm not kidding. Like I just wasn't. See, I can't handle my children without alcohol. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't handle my children without alcohol. Right? No, like I'm honest. At like three a.m. I was like, oh okay. Well, what what can we do now? Like, can yeah, we keep? You weren't tired. I was like, hey, let, let's. I don't know. Let's run around the dance floor or something like that. And yeah. we're like, Izzy, it's time to go to bed. And, and I'm like, I no. Said, I said, what now the tradition after New Year's is to wear a pillow on your face. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, so what's she proud of? She's proud of uh, the activism and all this kind of stuff. And uh, I think that's that's it. So I think that there's some important stuff uh, around this that... I, I mean, I think this is kind of neurotic stuff. You got everything you wanted. You're still not happy. You're restless. You're bored. You're, you're, sh- you're full of shame. You're guilty. You're embarrassed. You're like, it's just, oh, man, like, what is it going to take to make this person happy? Well, and that's kind of exhausting to me. So people who just don't have a stable base of personality, like, I don't sit there and say, you know, for like a week, oh, I'm just so unhappy. I feel my life is meaningless. I'm not produced a lot, right? You never heard me say anything like that. There are times I get a little frustrated with technical issues and stuff like that. And, and there's times where it's like, oh, you know, the suppression is a drag or whatever. But, you know, I have a stable base of my personality. I'm like a house of cards, right? Yeah. But people like this, kind of like, it's called a house of cards, like one wind, one, like, you know, stuff that's built that's really kind of shaky. Like, you remember we would build these house of cards or dominoes or whatever, and it's like they wobble I don't think we've ever done a house of cards because those are really hard. Well, I've tried. Anyone who can do a house of cards is a god. Okay. Very good, very good, right? <laughs> but this issue where people are just kind of wobbly all the time, it's really I exhausting. Hate it. And that's why she's, that's why she's single, fundamentally. Yeah. Why, she's single because um, there's a kind of self-absorption that comes when your personality is not stable. When you can't just rely on, like, I, I wake up every day and I'm like, you know, barring very unusual things, I'm going to have a good day. I'm going to have an enjoyable day. I'm going to spend time with you. I spend time with mom. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So I wake up with a very stable sense of how my day is going to go. But if I was like, oh, I'm going to be unhappy today. I'm going to be happy today. Am I going to feel good? Am I going to feel bad? I'm going to feel anxious. I'm going to, like, it would just be, it's exhausting. And, and it's really, really important that if you have these kind of unstable personalities, you get to the root of it and figure it out. But she's not going to get to the root of it and figure it out, in my opinion, because all her feelings, she just says, well, it's just politics. It's she just a little programming. She <laughs> I would do that. I hope she listens to this. She should know. Yeah, let's, I think... Look, someone, if anyone... Sorry for interrupting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If anyone has any relation to this person, Emma Watson, like, share this with her. Like, yeah, yeah. seriously, I think it could help her. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the other thing, too, is because... She believes that all inequalities result from bigotry. She's going to spend the rest of her life trying to change what she can't change. Yeah. Right? It's like people who are very tall, generally better at basketball, all other things being equal. So when you watch basketball, it's lots of tall people. Now, if your whole mission in life was to get short people onto the basketball, like professional basketball teams, you'd be beating your head against the wall. Yeah. Right? Because height is just kind of important. Or uh, if you were to say, well, the only reason that 70-year-old men are not in the ballet or do professional dance is because of bigotry and you spent the rest of your life trying to get 70-year-old men on the ballet. I bet there would be like two men who were like, oh my God, I love this person. Like, and that's it. And most men would just be like, I don't want to do ballet. Would, nobody would do that ballet. Nobody would watch that ballet. Well, this is I, yeah. And also like these, these men would be like, I don't want to do ballet. I'm 70s. This is like, I want to rest. Yeah. Or if you were to say, well, the only reason why people who can't sing are not singers is because of bigotry. And you spent the rest of your life trying to get really bad singers to be professional singers. You would just waste your life. Well, no offense if Ava Max hears this, but she's not very good live. Gal needs a I little mean. auto-tune. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's, she's this officer haircut. 
Her haircut's cool. I mean, honestly, it, it, it looks was, like she just like walked past the propeller blade and it just took must, off half her hair. I know, but she must have like it styled every single day. Like, I mean, if one part, if it just like grew me. a little bit. No, but it's, like, so perfectly and flat. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, half long, half short. I mean, okay, you gotta admit, it's weird. It's a little odd, but it's a little cool. It's a, uh, I think it's a lightsaber. Boom. So, yeah, <laughs> so. Somebody just whacked her hair in half. <laughs> no, but I just want to say, I mean, I don't know. I heard the Sweet But Psycho song. Um, we heard it live. Our friend introduced it to us, and we heard it live. I'm like, stop. We Stop. Oh, I'm sweet, but I'm off key. Anyway, <laughs> no, but I mean, she just—I say either it could just be that, like, that was her last night on the tour, and you get, it was your really voice gets late. tired on tour. Like, right? what I mean, that could just be her, like her last night, and it was like really late, so she'd already been singing that night. Like, I mean, I don't know, it could be like that, but it, it, I don't think your voice gets that bad. So, I mean, just maybe put like, I if she hears this, put a little auto tune in your mic, because I mean, it's okay if you're not like perfect, just as long as you have good catchy tones. Yeah, she does have those, catchy right? The songs are catchy, and songs. Sure. Like, yeah. I mean, that stuff. But maybe just, like, for the later concerts, put a, have a little auto-tune in your mic, because I know you can right. do that. And, I mean, I don't know. She's probably not going to hear this. You never ever. know. You never you know. You never know. If this just show gets around. Yes, the show gets around. But, I mean, still, if anyone ever has any relation to her, share it. <laughs> yeah, but, so I would say... Sorry, no, finish. And anyone, if anyone else wants to be a singer, too, like, try and... I don't know, just use a bit of auto-tune if you want to be a singer but don't have a great voice or your voice tires very easily. Yeah. So I would say that, um, yeah, so for Emma, I think, so why is she feeling anxiety? Well, she's feeling anxiety because being famous doesn't feed your heart. No. Right? It doesn't, it's not the same as being, as like living with people and, and loving them and, and having that stability that comes from being loved and loving people. You can't usually achieve much stability just on your own. You kind of have to have people around you who are going to keep you grounded and give you feedback and all that. Yeah. So why is she feeling anxious? I think for two reasons. One, she's beginning to realize that money doesn't buy you love, doesn't buy you happiness, and, and yeah. it can make, make you distant from people. But the second thing is that deep down, she's on what's called a fool's quest, which means that she's going to try and use all of her money and power and influence to change things that fundamentally can't be changed. So like, yeah, women earn less than men. Yeah. It's true. Because women choose jobs often that don't pay as much. Women take less time, uh, take more time off. Women have kids yeah. uh, and, and all of that. And when women have more freedom, they tend to choose jobs that pay even less. So she's going to be out there and say, well, I'm not going to rest and I'm going to be happy and I'm not going to think that the world is a good place until men and women earn exactly the same. That will never happen. No. And I think deep down the anxiety is, look, you're wasting your time following this crazy socialist dream. And it's costing you your family, it's costing you your happiness, it's costing you your stability. But she's like, oh man, I'm just being programmed by commercials. And she's making all of those anxious feelings go away, and you shouldn't. Those feelings are there to help you, they're there yeah. to, you know? Like if you stub your toe and it hurts, that's there to help you, to stop you from stubbing your toe again. Yeah. So anyway, I think that's kind of what's going on, but it's hard to say. Yeah, like, if so, I was just really fast about the same point. If someone, if some man, and like a man and a woman, if they both want to be a doctor, then maybe they'll probably hire the man because the man can work longer and he'll have an incentive to work because he'll probably get married and then he'll have to provide for his family. But a woman, they'll be like, oh, I can work. And then they get married and then they have kids and then they have to take their leave whenever. Mm -hmm. like, I think leave, when they're yeah. late, really late in the pregnancy, they also have to take a break or something. It's usually kind of wise because yeah. you don't want to drop a baby while you're at work, right? No. That would be weird. <laughs> that would be other. I mean, if you're a doctor, you'd know what to do. That's <laughs> <laughs> true, yeah, but you like, still might need some help, right? Yes. But, I mean, like, you could, they'd have to, like, this is why they pay less, because they just, the women have to leave. The men can work for a lot longer. Yeah. Because they and men have more testosterone, can be a little bit more aggressive or assertive in getting ahead and, and yeah. all of that. And, and also men, a little bit, again, all of these, it don't matter to individuals, but when you talk about big groups. Yeah. So men are more comfortable on average with being disliked. Yeah. Whereas women are a little bit more like, mm, like I, I want to be liked. liked. I want to be liked, right? Yes. And so she's obviously very good at being liked. She's very high charisma, right? Yeah. Like you need that to be an actor, right? Because yeah. people have to want to watch you. Um, and so she wants everyone to get along. She wants everything to be equal. But um, if she were to say, ah, oh, you know, so men, men get paid differently from women because of a lot of choices that people make. And there is probably a little bit of bigotry in that. In that if you're a young woman, you might not want to get married or have kids, in which case you can work for a long time as hard as a man and all that, but on average, right? But then she'd be unpopular yeah. because people would say, oh, wait, you think that there's no sexism, there's no bias against women? And she'd be like, eh, you know, it's really hard to find in the data and blah, blah, blah. And so because she likes to be liked, 
the socialists who run a lot of the entertainment industry would dislike her and probably not even hire her. So she's kind of trapped by her fame. Now she has to say things that aren't true and she has to pursue this fool's quest because if she doesn't, if you do tell these kinds of truths, uh, people don't want to hire you to be in their movies, right? No. So it's really, it's a tough life. And I, I feel, I have a lot of sympathy for her. Although she's smart, she probably doesn't have a lot of people telling her the truth. So yeah, you, she can call me if she wants. I'll do a private call with her, but I'm not, uh, I'm not holding my breath. No, right. me neither. Anything you wanted to add? No. We close it off? All right. Well, yes. thanks, everyone, so much. Check out my dragon drawings, just so you're yes, aware. Yes, dragon Those drawings. Exist. Uh, <laughs> will, uh, I'll put some links to the tweets with the dragon drawings below. We put show. out a new one recently. I'm sorry. I apologize for the non-constant stream of those. I've mm. been getting just a tiny bit bored of doing the drawings. But, yeah. I mean, look, it's had a good run. No, seriously. It's I had take, a good run. I can't. Your artistic career of, like, two years has had a good run. No, like, <laughs> no, seriously. I mean. Uh, I remember when you were a young artist. Anyway, go on. <laughs> No, I mean, I will take breaks. Like, sometimes I just get, you know, I'm done with it. Like, I mean, I've done it for a long time. My hand gets tired. Yeah, it is, right? It is. I was, like, like, even doing writing, like, um, for my English homework and stuff like that, I was, like, my hand... Oh, the dungeons that you make, you write a lot of stuff. I just want, yeah, I just wanted to adjust. They're, like, oh, fix the sentence. And I just wanted to adjust it. And I was, like, oh, you should write it down on the paper. I'm, like, but my hand's tired. Well, more writing will happen. All right. Yes. Well, thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you again soon. Lots of uh, love from up here, and uh, stay safe in these challenging times. Yes. Bye. Bye. Get toilet paper.